Welcome to the Perspectives with Catherine Toon podcast. Well, hello, everybody. This is Catherine Toon. Welcome to Perspectives with Catherine Toon. Uh, I have a topic today that uh, I can speak from experience, which are actually usually my topics. Otherwise, I really shouldn't probably talk about anything. But uh, this is how to find freedom from perfectionism. And uh, this is a place of, uh, of torment. Perfectionism is really an illusion, this, this sense that we can do to be perfect. You know, the problem with it, it's a taskmaster. It's a taskmaster. And it's worse when we think God is calling us to do that. So we have not a level of condemnation that's on a God level. But a lot of times it's because we've internalized it and we condemn ourselves. You know, God, the, the, the only time that God really has told us to labor is to labor to enter the rest, to enter rest. Well, you can rest when you're good enough, when you're enough, when you've done enough, right? But if it's not enough because you're enough, not no, because you're not enough, it's never enough. And so you're on this rat race. And, you know, if, if you, if you track too much with the media and with social media, um, there's this, this thing of perfectionism and, and trying to reach something. <clears throat> I need the perfect life and the perfect hair and the perfect body and the perfect. And it's just, it's, it's, it's this abyss of ever increasing striving, not enough. So even when you do something, even when you win the gold medal, um, it's not enough, right? It's not enough because somewhere there's this sneaky thing inside you that says you're not enough. Uh, and, and if you're not enough, then you're struggling to do to become enough, which means if you have to struggle to do to become enough, you're just not enough. And so there's this, this torment and it's insidious. And Literally, um, the advertising uh, uh, prong of humanity, how are we going to say that, um, is constantly trying to sell us something. It's try- trying to say, this is your problem, and then if you give me money, I'm going to show you the solution, right? Now, it's not like we don't have problems. So if you're in advertising, you know, rock on with your bad self, but understand um, that, you know, our value, we're called to contribute, right? So which means there's a problem that you're called to answer or maybe many problems. I mean, uh, the problem that I'm called to answer here is this issue of striving to be, of striving to be. Uh, it, that's an identity problem uh, where we cannot rest, you know, and it's interesting. And then when we, when we put God in that as somehow God's not satisfied, uh, you know, that's what legalism is all about, right? You got to keep the rules in order to be okay with God. And the truth is you can't really do it. So you're never okay with God. And somehow he's either angry. Uh, he's, uh, he's, he's dissatisfied. He's mildly disappointed because I knew you could do better. Um, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, and, and so it's just this torment. 
And God is not, that is not God. That is a misrepresentation of the one who is love, the one who loved you and gave himself up for you, the one who created you before the foundation of the world. His workmanship, his poem to the world that he said, you know what? You are complete in me. And another word for perfection is completion, right? So uh, so we have this mirage of doing enough of, you know, all this. And we're constantly chasing it. We're chasing a mirage and it is striving and it is torment. So one of the, the things that we need to recognize if you struggle with perfectionism um, is that it's actually a mirage. It is a bill of goods that you think you're going to be able to do enough if I just do more, if I just wake up earlier, if I just cut out carbs, if I just, you know, um, uh, get up to 300,000 followers on whatever social media platform, if I just, if I just, if I just. And it's this constant moving thing where you can never rest. Even when you do accomplish something wonderful. It's just not enough. And that sucks. <laughs> that is bondage. Uh, and, and God has not called us to bondage. He's called us to freedom, right? He's called us to be free and you can be free because not only are you, um, adored, but you actually are enough. Yeah, you're enough. You, the word of God says you're complete in him. So unless he's totally dropped the ball, <laughs> right? Unless God is like, say, God, listen, I, you know, let me help you here. You are confused because apparently you missed something and you're not recognizing <clears throat> how jacked up and how not enough I am. And God is well aware of where we missed the mark, right? He's well aware of that. The thing is, it's just not what he's focusing on because he already has established who you are. You were already complete and finished in him before he ever sent you to planet Earth and you could operate in anything less than who you are. And so um, so a lot of times we're like, you know, God, yeah, but you don't realize. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but we're doing all these yeah, buts. And it's like, no. Uh, whatever's coming up as a yeah, but in you, you need to take that to the Lord because that is kind of your unbelief, no condemnation in the fact of what he's, who, who he's created you to be and how complete you are in him and how adored you are. He knows who you are. You know, the word of God says he is ravaged by your beauty. He's enthralled with your beauty. That's not a male female thing, although it's it's placed in kind of a female thing cuz it's talk talks about the king is ravaged by your beauty. But we have to understand that we are beautiful as men as women in our flavor that doesn't take away anything from who we are. Um we are all that in a bag of chips because that's how he created us. And so our job is to to bring to him Whatever is struggling with that, whatever is saying, yeah, but, yeah, but. And, you know, I, I understand people are jacked up. I, I live in the same world you do. I've done jacked up things, clearly, okay, but that doesn't change anything about our original design. And so his job 
in conforming us to the image of Christ, who is perfect, right? That's Holy Spirit's job. And so sometimes how Holy Spirit will do that is he will, uh, he'll give you truth that you're complete in him. And then the issue is how, uh, what's, what's staggering in unbelief. Like if I'm complete in him, then, uh, yeah, but, and then, you know, like, you know, I have this porn problem or I have this gambling problem or, you know, I'm overweight or I'm underweight or, you know, whatever. Uh, and, and, uh, and, and, and it's not like we can't come up in excellence. Excellence is not the same as perfection. We are called to be excellent, but we're just not called to strive. And I've got news for you. You are already excellent. You are created by the most excellent person in the planet the perfect person who exudes excellence and you're created in his image and likeness. And you know what? He did that and didn't really ask your opinion. He didn't ask your opinion, didn't ask your vote. Uh, he is asking for your agreement. And then he's wooing your heart in every place that is having a hard time agreeing, right? So you are complete in him. And he's wanting you to know it. He is wanting you uh, to rest in it. You know, the flavor of faith is rest. And so where you can't rest, there's some lie you're believing. And so as the spirit of truth, who you're one with, who lives within you, who's leading you and guiding you, he's going to be confronting all the lies that you believe. And you know, we get them for, we, we get those lies honestly. There's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. It's not allowed. Okay. So, you know, I tell people, listen, resist condemnation like you resist sin. If you want to become more excellent, if you want to become unveiled in the places where you are clearly failing, I mean, if you are doing sinful behavior that's destructive to you and others, that's happening. Okay. It's not who you are. But condemnation says that's who you are, right? And so that's not allowed because it's a lie. In Christ, there's no condemnation. And I got news for you. Just because uh, you are doing sinful stuff doesn't mean you're not in Christ. You know, God chose the human race in him, joined himself to humanity, became one so that we could actually be saved, that we could track with the nature, the new sinless nature, um, the nature of his essence, because not because of our choice, but because it's truth. And when we choose him, we experience that. We walk that out. So God has already said that you're complete in him. God has already said that you're perfect in him. In Psalms, it says, let the king be enthralled with you. Let him, he is ravished by your beauty. Let him do that. Honor him for he is Lord. You know, we honor God when we start letting him adore us instead of like, oh no, no, I'm so shameful. I'm so unworthy. What the, who, the, who are you to say that you're unworthy? <laughs> right? 
Now, there may be some things that you are doing that are not worthy of who you are. And there were definitely some things probably that were done to you that made you feel unworthy, but that does not define you. And so every place where you have this false identity that you're trying to struggle to be something because you're not enough says that you're not enough. And that, that needs healing. So there's no condemnation in it, but there is a conviction in it that's saying, you know what? I'm believing a lie here because I'm feeling unworthy. I'm feeling unlovely. I'm feeling shameful. You know, in, in my identity, I mean, I wore shame. It, it was like a second skin. And I understand that, but God had to, he was after that puppy and it took a while. It took a while because there were so many shameful things that were done to me. I thought there must be something terribly wrong with me that this is happening. And it wasn't me, right? And it wasn't even the my abusers. These were false identities. And when we operate out of a false identity, we do sinful behavior. But sin is a mistaken identity because you don't know who you are. And so in this case, the abusers and the abusees don't know who they are. And so we act out of those ways. So that was internalized and the Lord was after that puppy. And so I constantly strove. I constantly, oh my gosh, it was never enough. You know, I, I, for, I'm sure a lot of you have heard, but you know, when I was seven, I, I was like, well, apparently I'm so not enough. I'm going to have to do something amazing to even be bearable and justify my existence so that, you know, I'm not saying I literally thought through this. This is just the vibe. A lot of times you have a vibe that you can't really express. So I said, you know what? I'm going to pick the hardest thing I can think of because a performance is the name of the game. Perfectionism is the name of the game. I'm going to have to do something really hard. And the hardest thing I could think of in my little seven-year-old brain was I'm going to be a doctor. And I, I started pursuing that like my life depend upon it, but it was striving. It was, and I did it well because I'm a smart cookie um, and I can work. I can work. Um, the, 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 the challenge was, is it wasn't what I was called to do. And, um, and God never called me to strive. And even when I made it and I got the accolades and it was Ivy League, Phi Beta Kappa, all of that kind of stuff. I mean, I reached a pinnacle, you know, that kind of thing. It was not enough. Why? Because I was not enough. And so God was after those things. And eventually he, you know, I I had a huge course correction and I actually got so burnt out, honestly, not that I didn't love my patients. I was actually a really good doctor. Not that I didn't love my patients and, and that kind of thing. It just wasn't what I was called to do. So the grace definitely lifted, you know, all of that. And it was just a huge healing process. <clears throat> but in that, then I started to strive in becoming the perfect mom and the perfect spouse and the the perfect, then it was the perfect minute. It was like ridiculous, like give it a rest already. <laughs> and so God was after that everywhere I went to try to chase this illusion of perfection and performance. God was after that. And he, he really, it was painful doing it was painful. And then honestly getting healed from it was painful because he forced me to slow down and to sit and all the pain of everything that came up that came from those foundational lies of I'm not enough. I'm shameful. There's something wrong with me. You know, I'm never good enough. I'm ugly. I'm whatever the thing is, you know, that, that pain came up and you know what, you're going to have to face your pain 
I hate to say that, but you will not die. You know, you will not die because you're doing it with Jesus and he gives you what you can handle. And while you face the pain, you face the lie behind the pain that's driving the pain. And bam, he's after that puppy. And so you get that lie revealed. What's the lie I'm believing that I can't rest? What's the lie I'm believing that, wow, I have a gold medal and that's enough? What's the lie I'm believing that I can't afford to rest? What's the lie I'm believing that I have to push and push and push and push? What's the lie I'm believing? You know, I recently had a, um, a, a amazing, powerful, beautiful client who, um, like, you know, she's like, she's like, does all the, she's amazing. Okay. And, um, but her driving thing and her, her family in this thing of perfectionism was excellence and integrity. And there's nothing wrong with excellence and integrity, except it when it becomes an idol and what you're trying to, you're trying to do to be instead of doing out of your being. So she was called to be excellent. She was called to be integrous. But if she wasn't all that, her doing would never be enough, right? But the truth is, she was all that and you're all that. You are called to be excellent. You're called to be integrous. Integrous is a fancy word. Uh, it just means full of integrity, <laughs> okay? And integrity means you're the same in every part of your being. You're the same uh, whether you're ministering or whether you're, you know, being ministered to or whether you're uh, shopping or whether you're changing a diaper or whether you're doing your taxes or whether you're exercising, you're just the same. Okay. That's integrous. Jesus didn't have to, he didn't put on a different version of himself when he was with the Pharisees than when he was with the the sinners. Okay. He, he didn't change. He was the same all the time. Why? Because he knew who he was. And he also refused the bait of having to do something in order to be something. And the accusation, I mean, literally, it was like he was demonized. <laughs> I mean, it was like, yeah, all right, uh, right? You know, that you're, you're not enough, that you're sinning. It's like, I don't know. I know who I am. I'm not confused. You're confused, but, but that's okay. I created you. We're going to, we'll work with that. Right. And so um, and that's where we need to come from. We need to get to the place where we're so adored. And the excellence and beauty of who we intrinsically are, the completeness of who we are, we are complete in him. We are complete in him. Another word for complete. We are perfect. You are perfect in him. And so it's not you're trying to do to be. No, you're being unveiled. And as your heart is healed, you automatically um, manifest perfect, beautiful things. You manifest excellence. And even in your flaws, beauty is working through that. Perfection is working through that. Uh, you know, and, and it's also recognizing that we are a work in progress. We are a work in progress. And so we've got to allow ourselves the process. That's how learning how to love ourselves. That means we need to relate to ourselves rightly. We need to relate to ourselves rightly. And so when you relate to yourselves rightly, you're able to operate out of that place. And then you do amazing things. You are called to do amazing things. You are called to perform 
you are called to to do exploits. Them that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. Well, why is that? Well, if you know your God, you're going to track more with who you are. And out of that place of you and him, you're going to do exploits out of the byproduct. You're brave, you're courageous, you're powerful, you're beautiful, you're brilliant, all in your flavor, which is uniquely you. And you get to be that, you get to manifest that, and you get to do that from the position of rest. So if you're haunted by not enough, not enough, not enough, and that's really the thing that haunts so many powerful people that you think of like, got it all together, and like, if I could just be like them, it'd be good. They're, they're, it's, you know, behind the scenes is another deal right? But as you rest in who you are, God reveals who you are. So every time I get insecure and it does happen, it's not like I'm never insecure. It just doesn't happen as much or very often. Hallelujah. Right. But so I take my insecurity to the Lord. It's Lord. I'm obviously believing that I'm not enough here. Just remind. Thank you. (laughs) It's easy for me to grapple with it because I've been grappling with it so long. So sometimes I just need to be reminded and you need to be reminded too. Thank you that, you know what? Yeah, whatever that thing that made me, it's like, oh, okay. Okay, I feel good now. And that you can do that too. So it's not like you never have to be reminded. We need to remind ourselves constantly. The weakness of our frame is that we are, we tend to be forgetful, right? We tend to forget. Either we don't know, which is a a revealing process, and then we tend to forget. And you know what? Guess what? We lean in to Holy Spirit. We lean in uh, to God and our relationship, our intimacy with God. And he reminds us, yay, we get to be reminded and we can rest. You are a son and daughter who's adored. God, you know, God didn't make you a second rate version that somehow, you know, you need to get your act together. Now, I mean, sometimes we really do need to get our act together, but we're not going to get our act together by beating ourselves up. Okay, we're going to get our act together, quote unquote, by cooperating with the one who loved us and gave himself up for us, with the one who knows who we are and letting him reveal to us that we are righteous, we are whole, we are holy, we look just like him in our flavor, we're beautiful, we're powerful, we're significant, and all of those things, we're brave, all of those things, even while dealing with fears, all of that, and as we track with that, those things are manifest. Those things are revealed. We start to operate like it. We start to get our act together. We start to act the way we are, which is beautiful, powerful, complete in him. And and so we can do that from rest. You know, the other thing is that what's really amazing is when this is all shored up in you, you don't have this underlying static all the time. You can actually rest. For me, sitting down and being quiet, oh my God, I would just do anything. Let me clean toilets, you know, let me do taxes, let me do whatever, but don't ask me to sit down and be, because all this pain and crap started coming up. And you know what? I had to sit with it, let it come up and deal with it. And you are brave. And if, and if God is dealing with something with you, it's okay to sit with pain. It's not going to kill you because sitting with the pain and bringing your pain to God, not wallowing. Okay. But bringing it to the Lord, God is able to heal it. There's a lie or a series of lies that you're believing that God wants to uh, pull out, reveal to you so they can be healed and then give you the truth of who you are so that 
uh, that can be healed. It's the truth that we know in our inmost being that sets us free. So the truth that you know in your head, but in your subconscious where there's a lie um, that's operating, that says you're not enough, that you're shameful, that there's something wrong with you. That was a big one for me, that um, you're behind, that you're ugly, that whatever, you're unworthy. Uh, or, you know, and it's interesting because a lot of the times people who have pride problems, it's because there's underlying insecurities. It's a two-edged knife. But those lies that are within you, those are undermining the truth that God is saying. And he really is saying. And he doesn't change his mind based on your behavior. And so if you haven't seen these things in yourself yet, it's just you don't know who you are. Just And it's a really fun thing in your journey when um, you do this, this work, this inner work to shore that up. And then out of that, then you start automatically doing stuff and then you amazing and you surprise yourself. <laughs> so when I started uh, uh, from the place of beating myself up, beating myself up to being like, Oh, that's okay, Catherine, you'll get it right. That was really, you did something really stupid, but you'll be fine. It's okay. You know, and that sort of came out of nowhere. No, it came out of all this work and I started to see the fruit of it. So I didn't have to be, um, just die a thousand deaths because I got something wrong. I got the wrong answer or I did something socially awkward <laughs> or <laughs> something stupid. You know, uh, I didn't have to die a thousand deaths because I realized, wow, you know, I- I'm good. Nothing's changed in that department. I just messed up and learning. Uh, that you don't have to be perfect. Learning that excellence is not perfection. You are called to be excellent and perfection is being revealed in you. And so you can rest because whose job is that? Oh yeah, it's Holy Spirit's job. He might know. He might be big enough and masterful enough to be able to pull it off, baby, to be able to unveil you in the um, the perfection of who you are. So you can enjoy being excellent. You are called to be excellent. You're just not called to strive. You can rest because you're one with him. You can rest because you're complete in him. You can rest because you are adored right where you are. Listen, if you're not loved right where you are, you're not loved. And you are flat out adored. He's utterly smitten. He's enthralled with your beauty. Uh, Let the king be enthralled by your beauty worship him, honor him for he is Lord. You know what? It honors him when you let him adore you. And then whatever comes up that's not worthy or whatever, well, bring that puppy up. Like what is this unworthiness that's coming up? Apparently that's exalting itself against the knowledge of you that you made me worthy, right? It's kind of a slap in the face to God when we say we're unworthy. It's like, well, how could we say that? It means like he like botched it, doesn't care. It's an accusation against God. Not that there's a condemnation in that, but it's certainly not a righteous, happy thing to do. So stop doing it. (laughs) So just, you know, correct yourself when you do it. And I had to correct myself a lot over and over and over. Okay. And then after a while, it really does settle in. It really does work. Uh, It is worth the work of doing that so that you can get off the stinking rat race of perfectionism. Uh, You can enough is enough that you're enough, but enough is enough of trying to earn being enough. Uh, I, God wants you to enjoy being you. He enjoys you. He wants you to enjoy you. And you know what? People are a pain in the butt when they don't like themselves. 
Have you noticed? And, um, you know, they're just a pain, painful for other people. Insecure people are painful. And I can say this because I was so insecure, but now I'm free and I'm happy. And I generally, I think I'm, I'm fun to be around. <laughs> and, you know, that's not a condemnation thing. If you're insecure, it just means you need help. And you can have compassion on that. You've got that for a good reason, but don't stay there. Don't stay there. Anyway, I hope this has been a blessing for you today. I hope it's been enlightening and encouraging for you today. Uh, you're beautiful. You're powerful. You are enough. And let the Lord minister that to you in every place that doesn't feel that way. If you are needing help, I'm just going to flash my book real quick. So um, I wrote Marked by Love for you with you in, in mind. It's all about unveiling the substance of your true identity as that substance made in the image and likeness of love himself is unveiled. You will have no problems tracking that you are not just enough. You're more than enough because he's more than enough and you're in his image and likeness. Uh, and I have the love encounter breaks to help you work through all the places that are not feeling that way. If you're interested in the book, you can get it on Amazon. I have a free chapter uh, to download on chapter six. The object of God's passion is so happy. It just makes me happy talking about. And that you can download for free. If you go to my website, katherinetune.com, do what you need to do to help yourself. Getting the book is a really inexpensive way to at least help you get started. And, and the Lord can lead you and guide you from there. Love you guys. Have a amazing day. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Perspectives with Catherine Toon. For additional information and resources, please visit catherinetoon.com.